Hey Squadron, Alchemedes here. Welcome to episode 2 of Perfect Sessions. Yeah, I know, we've done another. We did say that they would be fairly sporadic when we first started this thing. Anyway, this one is with Mark, who is one of the founders of Blue Soup. The Blue Soup is a company in the UK that does water safety equipment and they rub shoulders with some of the most famous big wave surfers on the planet. Go to bluesoupequipment.com to go and check that out. Mark is not a surfer, but that matters not to us. The Perfect Sessions is not just for those who go for a daily splash. We want to talk to everyone from novice to professional. Otherwise, it would be a rather dull virtual pub. Anyway, this conversation took place a few weeks back. Thankfully, Mark was keen on cracking open a tin. any beer open what's going on well <laughs> give us time give us time have you well, have you already started are you a few in yeah no yeah, beer yeah i've got a, i've got a can of stoford i'm looking at good nice. on good i thought on. you were gonna be like yeah i started at eight o'clock this morning i'm steaming <laughs> oh, man. yeah i've already shat myself <laughs> <laughs> right uh, reserved welcome mark reese to perfect sessions this is uh the virtual pub where we uh we chat around a dream session. So it doesn't have to be something that's ever happened. It could be a perfect storm of circumstances or it could be a memory. Either way, we are looking for details. Uh, but first, joining us today is Mark Reese, who is an ex-serviceman and one of the founders of Blue Soup, which is a company that manufactures water sports safety devices, including the Upfest, uh, that big wave surfers Kai Lenny, Garrett McNamara, and British heartthrob Andrew Cotton Ware, amongst many others. Is that a fair introduction, Mark? That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah, thanks very yeah. much indeed. Pleasure <laughs> to be here. <laughs> right, so we mentioned beers. Yeah. What have we got today, Jim? Well, you, you brought them in today. It was your turn. What, what are we on here? Four Pure Brewing Co. Hemisphere Session IPA. No. No, you're not into that? No. No. Not really, really old drinkers, are you? Well, Porth Leaven, Untamable. Oh, that's a skin or something. This is quite good. I might, I might, I might pinch on these. Yeah, 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 crack open the Porth Leavens. Yeah. Oh, I, well, anything really. If it <laughs> yeah, any beers really, to be fair. We, uh, what we're going to try and do, Mark, at some point, yep. is uh, if we get enough audience on this thing, we're going to pack um, up a couple of breweries and just say to them, look, you know, give us some free beer. And we'll, um, and we'll give you a, you know, a shout out. Definitely, definitely the way ahead that. So yeah, I've just cracked uh, me, me can of apples. Oh, uh, nice. A bit of Stouffer, a little bit commercialised, but it's the best I could do at short notice. Wow, it's not quite the Somerset stuff that we're used to, but... Uh... Are you a cider drinker on the whole, then, are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, as a kid, I was brought up in the West Country, and then um, when I was uh, part of Her Majesty's Finest, um, I was based in Taunton for a while. And uh, and yeah, there was the uh, the Sheppey cider farm down the road from where oh, we were. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to be able to get a gallon of the roughest stuff for a fiver. <laughs> um, yeah, that, it's an acquired taste. Like the first pint when it went down, was like take the enamel off your teeth, and then you kind of you settle into it a little bit. I say settle into it. That's a bit of an understatement. And then yeah, it was uh, but all natural products, so distinct lack of hangovers in the morning. Yeah, so yeah. that was always a benefit for it. I, uh, I, I used to make a bit of cider. Um, first yeah. time I made it, I was, I was 15, 
and uh, me and my mate just pressed a bunch of apples and then just uh, just left it in a bowl in the airing cupboard, covered with a tea towel. About two weeks later, blind drunk. <laughs> Honestly, it worked. That's all we did, was just leave it in an airing cupboard. Absolutely hammered. Isn't that the, isn't that the punchline to every story you tell me? Blind drunk. Blind drunk. No, blind drunk in and naked. Cupboard. Oh, oh yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. It's like prison brewing, isn't it? <laughs> if it works, it works. Yeah, my brother's, yeah. my brother's into brewing. He's... Uh, He's um he's quite switched on. He makes some good beers and fairness and nice dark ales and things along those sort of lines. But uh, every time I've always tried, it's um it's you know two liter old Coke bottle stuff. You know the stuff that you get um in the kits and all that kind of stuff. But you know people yeah, like right. oh, in findings, but I'm like nah, I like the yeast. <laughs> I like to swallow down a, a meal when I'm uh, when I'm brewing beer. Just make bread in yeah. the stomach. <laughs> right. Just a patience thing. I can't can't be bothered to wait for it to you know. To be ready, and just come mm. straight into it, and then get gut ache and put you off. <laughs> no, fair, fair. No, my um, my my mum's partner as well. He's got uh, about half an acre of grapevine as well, and he he likes to to make wine. And he's got I don't know, he must have tons and tons of the stuff now. But ex engineer, so you know, really clever guy, really switched on. So the wine he makes is is outstanding. In fairness, right. That's next next podcast then. Yeah, go yeah, tap him up. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fairness, he does he does distribute a lot of free stuff, aren't we? Right, come on, let's get into it. Right, so let's do um, let's talk about surf spots. So um, you've you've travelled a bit, Mark. Yeah, yeah. I want you to give me it does as again you know it doesn't have to be a perfect surf spot by any stretch of imagination, but but where where are we basing this uh, perfect session? Where are we basing this dream wave? Um, yeah, I know. I feel a bit of a fraud because I'm not an actual surfer. But I think when we spoke briefly during the week, um, I did remember um, a place in New Zealand I went to. It was 1990, and um, I was there for a few months. And I went to uh, a beach called PR. And um, the chick I was with at the time was a bit stroppy but hot. And I thought, you know, yeah, whatever. I can do this surfing bollocks. And um, I basically rented out this um, boogie board and um, I thought I threw myself, we had, I think we had a row at the time and uh, I just said, yeah, Sodja. And I threw myself into this surf on this uh, New Zealand beach, North Island. And it was, I've never been so thrashed in my life. I got turned inside out while trying to style it out and being non-emotional about the whole thing. I literally <laughs> rocked on my head into the sand and then this breaker went over me. And obviously my respect to people that, uh, that surfed or did anything like that suddenly, you know, increased a million fold and then came out the sea trying to look, do my best James Bond, staggering out, half concussed, <laughs> uh, carrying this half broken bit of polystyrene rubbish that I'd hired out. And um, and yeah, but then, then sort of sat down and looked back and it's sort of, you know, wow, just looking at what the ocean was like and what the power of the ocean and you just suddenly got in that instant kind of got a a kind of feeling for it and you thought you know you don't mess with this yeah you know, you've yeah, got yeah. to be a certain kind of person that can you're never going to tame it but you can you can play with it you can you can you know get in there and, and enjoy it and you know that thrill factor as well so you know later in life you know many years later like 30 odd years later and, I, and I'm, I'm rubbing shoulders with these guys that just ride these waves and you know i've been to nazareth and i've seen it up close i've been you know on the lighthouse looking down and thinking just it's incredible nature's incredible but again you know the guys are incredible as well for you know even wanting to i mean what what in your head what what gives you that 
I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and try and ride this 30 meter wave or, or whatever. And try yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No, we, just dwarfed by it. It's, it. You see these videos, they're so impressive, but to get there and just look at the scale of it all is just yeah. like, wow. You know, these guys are you know, awesome and immense in what they do. Well, so, been, yeah, perfect wave. I, I think it's, it's the beach thing. It's the whole sort of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in summer because I like the winter. You know, I, people, no people around, just looking at, you know, winter surf or winter sea. It's just, it's just great to look at. Yeah, there's something much, you kind of sense the power much more in the winter always. You, you know, like, it's not just the swell. It's the kind of, like, brooding skies and... You know that kind of like the the chill in the air and the wind and everything just makes the sea seem so much more i don't know of a force in the winter yeah know? it's just like a radio three arts appreciation program isn't it yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. the oh, winter yeah. sky was meeting where it met yeah. the sea well um, we're about an yeah. oil painting in a minute and start describing it to everyone hey fuck oh, it oh, <laughs> if we get yeah get some people on here you know that's uh that's the radio yeah yeah absolutely yeah go definitely got the face for radio um, what I was going to say, um, uh, yeah. So, so are we talking? Is that going to be our era then? Is that the era that you want to sort of base this? Are we talking in the in the sort of early nineties or? Well, I guess because well, potentially because you know I'm, I'm I was younger then and uh, you know life was a lot less complicated uh, and all that. God, I sound old, don't I? Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a good time. It was you know. Just before I went and you know did what I did with the uh, with the Marines and stuff like that, you know it was just not being responsible uh, and just enjoying life for what it was. You know, I, sports were good. You know, you can do a lot more when you're a little bit younger, as it were. Um, but yeah, I guess so. The music was different, wasn't it? All that sort of stuff. When we're going to um, is it Baggy Point, isn't it? The other side of Broughton. Yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. Um, I had a mate of mine and off. Oh, it's got to be 10, 15 years later, I had a camper van who did do surfing. Um, and we went down there for the weekend with him. Um, just drank all the cider at the, what's that pub, that thatch pub right on the road? Oh, I don't know. I can tell oh, you. God. Oh, God. Absolutely broken in there. But again, yeah, thinking about it, yeah, I got out with him and just had a sort of like a, a point break bit of time with him, just sort of sat on the board. Um, just next to each other on different boards, obviously not holding hands or out like that. And just sort of like almost tuning in to yeah. the, you know, the sea and that because my military life, I was, I ended up a, as, as an LC, which is a, a boat driver. I was a fast boat driver. Yeah. So I used to do flatten around on these bloody great ribs, but do a lot of stuff at night, you know, navigating the light and just being in the ocean and you do, you kind of get tuned into it. Mm. Uh, and it was nice. And that, that was nice. And then, going back and getting ruined on cider and then not sleeping in his camper van because it was so uncomfortable so you know don't get me wrong i mean the, the whole surfing vibe and everything else is, is really really good and really like that um and it, it does change people um uh, another little anecdote is I, I had a good friend of mine that was um a smally guy sorry about this i've got a yeah, cool. It's just I've got a delivery driver. Sorry about that. The smally guy who, who had a, a massive attitude. He was a doorman. He was like a, a, a second Dan black belt honking bloke. He even got into a bit of cage fighting. He's good as gold. Really nice guy, but really highly strung. And I didn't see him for about five years and then bumped into him. And I didn't recognize him. He was the most chilled guy you'd ever. And I thought, who's this guy? And it transpired. He, he found surfing. And every Friday after work, he would drive down to Cornwall and just get on the water and come back early hours of Monday morning. And he'd do whatever he could. And he just completely just, the whole sort of 
you know, the chilled out elements. So it just took over him and it was brilliant. And I think, you know, that, that kind of, from a therapeutic perspective, being on the water is amazing and really good. Um, and, you know, I could talk for more if you want about it, but I've got, you know, friends of mine, PTSD doing yeah, activities yeah. like that i mean i live in west berkshire it's horse country racehorse and country and literally you know seeing people with issues around horses for example there's a big change in that person if they spend some time with you know, a big animal and they kind of you know the horses are reasonably switched on unless they're nutty nutty racehorses then they'll kind of be empathetic to that person and it it works both ways and likewise you get on the ocean you get tuned in whole mentality changes you chill and that's what i like about it mm. um being the most unsure person you probably ever meet <laughs> but you know i can see that effect it has on people and it's great mark as well one of the the things that we do on this perfect sessions is we say um what celebrity guest are you taking in with you and this gives me ample opportunity to, to be like, come on, you've met some of the biggest wave riders on the planet. Who are you taking in the sea with you? Or, you know, who, um, who was, well, basically, just tell us some stories about them. It's basically <laughs> what I think we're looking for, really. No worries, yeah. I, I, okay, well, basically, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a surfer by any means. Uh, I've dabbled. Um, first time I had to go on a board was Perrinporth when I was about 18, and I, I was spectacularly rubbish at it um no natural balance can't ski can't skateboard can't do any of that stuff um you know i can, I can throw a rugby ball around and that's about it really um and walk and breathe at the same time so coordination isn't great so you know my, my sort of uh, the fact that i have managed to meet some of these legends is you know it, it's just surreal really um you know i think uh, my sort of relationship with surfing started off with with cotty uh, i met up with him in london um about something else funnily enough um we had a chat and with my background and with um the business i was involved in at the time well i had some great relationships with uh, life jacket manufacturers and sports goods manufacturers and um, we had a chat and then we kind of decided that we were going to create a, a fully british product um that's up there with the the other two major brands for you know surf inflation vests and um, we worked on it for a while, um, created a neoprene version. Um, I had to go to Ukraine for that. With all of that and sort of testing and getting to know Cotty um, and then going out to Nazare uh, and um, finding yourself surrounded by the people that you know, you, you've, you've seen on TV or you've seen on YouTube, um, who are, you know, some of them are a great, really, really conversive kind of guys and others are just completely barking. Um, <laughs> yeah. I went out there. And the setup out there is pretty cool. So you've got the marina and you've got these various kind of former boat houses as they were. And a lot of them have been converted into uh, surf stores where they'll, you know, they store the boards and they store the equipment, the skis and everything else. Um, and uh, I went out there, hosted by this guy, a Brazilian guy, Marcio. And without him telling me, he, he kind of arranged for, he pulled in all his contacts and arranged for a number of certain people to pitch up for me to, just show go through the kit with them obviously cotty being one of them and he was familiar with it so i'm kind of there waiting for a couple of surfers to turn up and i get grant twig baker i get garrett mcnamara i get rodrigo kosher there uh, and a stack of other guys and i'm like luckily because i'm not a surfer i wasn't i was just all like, oh, these just guys that have you know coming in that are interested in the kit 
so I cracked on and I think I think they quite liked it because I wasn't you know trying to blow smoke up them and um and just talking through it from a practical perspective and of course you get all the intelligent questions from like Dara and, and, and Twig because they're you know, consummate professionals not that they aren't all and then you get someone like Rodrigo just going hey man it's the bomb it's the bomb and all he wanted to say was bomb and I'm like what are you saying bomb and then he had a, he had a sticker he gave me this sticker with like a like an old-fashioned grenade with a fuse oh bomb kosher bomb like, yeah bomb man and that's all it was like okay this is interesting and of course then you got people sort of like peering away around looking through the garage doors and they're like wow these are these and i'm i'm, I'm totally oblivious to who I'm, I'm chatting to and obviously you get to know them over a period of time uh, and work with them and you know and, and to be able to supply them with kit that they trust you know they've got a, a reasonable sort of alternative out there which you know obviously i'm not going to name names for other manufacturers but you know there's two other choices of uh, kit out there and you know they they want mine the majority of them want to use my kit which is just amazing and it's a real testament to and a, a compliment to us as a uk company Brief i mean <laughs> is the first annotation of the vest had things like a high waistband and a, and a narrow 25 mil belt and the guys used it for a season and you know said, in fact at that very same meeting what would be really good is if you could drop it the, the waistband and, and make the belt thicker blah 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 and i've gone right okay when do you think would you would you would you be able to do that and literally within six weeks i've got them a sample with those amendments made which is where we've gone forward with it now you know we can we can react really quickly we listen to the guys it's like you know you've gone away from that model t ford thing where you can have any color you want as long as it's black it's like fellas i'm not an expert in surfing i can produce the equipment to a, a standard based on your feedback what works best for you so if you've got guys that are surfing silly, silly great big waves at Nazare, um, giving you, uh, it's letting you know how to make the kit the best it can possibly be, then that filters down to your leisure surfer who's never going to be surfing anything as, as horrendous as that, but he's getting all the benefits of, you know, because our vests, regardless of who, who's wearing them, are exactly the same. So the top guys are wearing it all the way down to the guys that are just doing it, you know, for pleasure, for leisure. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of, you know, that, that um, F1 motorsport thing, isn't it? All the, all the developments that happen at the top end of the sport end up filtering their way down into, like, you know, just just kind of uh, conventional cars eventually, you know, if, if, yeah. kind of, if the technology is good enough. So I guess that's what you're doing with, with your equipment, isn't it, really? It's getting them tested by the best under the harshest conditions and then, you know, anything. Um, we are doing other things like incorporating um, radio pouches, if you like. Um, on the vest as well so on the right shoulder or perhaps on the rear so the big wave guys or, or anybody really can have uh, a maritime radio put in there so they've got some comms and if they want to you know they get into trouble they can they can speak to the rescue guys or speak to shore or, or whatever I thought um, everyone on the shore could just hear them screaming oh god yeah and also as well something that we're going to do uh, as a standard which we'll launch um, probably in Q2 um is i'm going to incorporate uh, an rfid tag which is basically a, a, it's, a, it's an inert sensor a little round token that you open an app on your phone and you put all your personal details in and contact details etc any kind of medical history uh next of kin and you've also got a, a facility to be able to log into a location so it doesn't actively track you but it basically if you get to a beach you can go this is where i am log in on your app and go for a surf so if the worst happens, you either get injured, you're found unconscious, then the emergency services can actually scan you, see who you are, 
uh, see if you've got any underlying conditions, etc. And likewise, if you if it's a recovery exercise, um, then they can go into the app uh, or your next to King Can and they can see where you last were so they can kind of work out where to have a look for you. Back to the original question, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna <laughs> cut, you, cut you short here, Mark. Um, hmm. uh, so who is it, you know, who's in the sea with you? Who are you taking in? Which of I the- think, I, Well, I think to be honest with you, and again, I'm just a name dropping idiot, but, I kind of relate really a lot to Garrett, McNamara, mm. and um, yeah. I spent a few days knocking around with him and, you know, babysitting his kids as well. Um, and yeah, just his mindset, he's the same age as me. Um, his mindset is good. He's rounded and, you know, he's good company as well. He's, he's funny. He's, you know, you can sort of sit there and have a laugh with him. The fact that he's American, you know, there's normally that massive divide or chasm between senses of humour and what he gets and what he don't get. But, you know, he kind of been around the European circuit so long. He gets it and gets it and gets everybody. And he's got, um, yeah, I, yeah, as, as, a, as a calming kind of influence and a bit of a Zen character, you know, if anyone was going to sort of teach me to do something, you know, uh, he would have the patience to, you know, yeah, you dumb limey, just do this kind of thing. Oh, then, yeah, that would be yeah, cool. Um, yeah, we 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 tried to um, tap up Cotty to try and get the dirt on Garrett because we we thought because <laughs> he's been in first he's been riding these mountains for forever, you know, and um and so we tried to tap up Cotty to be like, is he actually like a horrible beast? You know, the way that he sort of you know he goes he goes at things for you know because he's he's obviously you know he's he's making sure that everybody's secure. But yeah. we thought that maybe he was a real taskmaster, you know, to be like, if you don't do what I say, you're going to die. You know, it looks oh, like a machine. He does, doesn't he? Oh, he mate. Does. Yeah, but I, I think, I think, don't get me wrong. Um, if you're in a situation where you're instructing somebody, or you know, even from a military experience, if you're you're teaching someone to do something that's inherently sort of like the opposite of what you really should do from a sensible perspective, I think yeah, he'd take charge and go, you know, don't, don't do this, do that, and, and would be that bullish individual. Anyway, right, back to a yeah. couple of these questions. Right, we've got celebrity guests. So, you and Garrett, you've yeah. just got out the sea and you've and you found that someone has been um, videoing your exceptional surfing that you've both been doing. Um, and he wants to put, uh, he's, he's, put, he's turned it into a movie edit. What's yeah. your soundtrack? You get to choose the soundtrack. Oh, God. Benny Hill theme by the sounds of oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, S Club 7. There ain't no pile up in S Club 7. Um, oh, bloody hell. That's got me. Um, I don't know, I suppose a, a, a 90s soundtrack. What about a bit of Oasis, something like that? Fair you play. Know. Fair play. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sure. Or, or, you know, something uplifting as well. I don't know, some of that early in house music stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, got yeah. Me. Um, yeah, something like that. I mean, Oasis is great. Just, um, you know, that's a little bit... Yeah, just trying to think of a good one. Morning Glory, something like that. I don't know, just something that takes you back to that time. I mean, I've got a, a playlist on me my phone um, that I, I use when I train indoor training or do rowing or something like that. And you know, each song I've got on there just has got a memory attached to it. Yeah. So I think you know the nineties, so the the Brit pop stuff. Um, never, never sort of like really picky about music. But it's just I like I like to listen to something. And think, oh, I remember that. That that takes me back to that. I mean, you know, just this morning, Bluetooth in the car, really boring one. But Stevie Wonder, Superstition comes on, 
and that was a soundtrack to the BBC coverage for the World Track Championships in 1982, cycling mm. at Leicester. And I just, I just see the guy riding around the boards uh, on the track with that music as a theme tune. Okay, so um, you're out in the sea, you and Garrett, sat on the beach. What's the après surf? What are you doing after your surf? Is it 10 pints of Stella or is it a Horlicks? Well, I'd, I'd have obviously had a camelback full of Sheppies, about a gallon of it, so I'd be hallucinating <laughs> by now. I'd be naked wandering up and down the beach. No, um, well, I, I'm seeing a kind of Ibiza-like uh, beach bar. Nice. Um, just sat there uh, and, uh, I don't know, I think, uh, yeah, maybe a couple of cold beer. Quite like really good quality tequila. So, oh, so yeah. Patron, that beach bar. something That's like nice, that. Just get ruined. I mean, yeah, a couple of liveners of that perk you up a little bit, and then basically just um, cherry pick off all the attention that Garrett would be getting from the local chicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, just being a wingman, just chilling um, out, or just you know watching the world go by, getting you know sociably relaxed, I guess. Garrett, um, tequila wing. Yeah, that's it, really. That's tequila wingman. There we go. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's what oh, the okay. that's what the surf rooms called. The surf rooms. <laughs> Jim, I'm trying to record an outro Sorry. here. Sorry. Thank you, fuck's sake. Anyway, yeah, all right, you fucking. Thank you to Mark for agreeing to do the perfect sessions with us. He's a top guy, right? Anyway, we got to talking to him after, and we said that we might combined do something for a charity, but more on this at a later date or when we all pull our fingers out. In fairness, Blue Soup have been quite busy of late, launching an all-new UN vest. You should check it out, bluesoupequipment.com, for, uh, for more info on the UN vest, or follow their Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, that's enough from us. Bye!